Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. We are back, baby. We have returned. I'm Joshua Fisher, along with Alexander Sopolis, Nicholas Snacks, Crider, and the Quan Cosby. It's the Horns Up Talking Texas Pod. So get your horns up, because here we go. We're back, back in the Longhorn groove. We've returned after a small hiatus. A lot has happened in the wide world of sports. We have a national champion, gentlemen. It's not us, unfortunately, once again. Spoiler. <laughs> Spoiler. Oh, man. <laughs> we got screwed out of the playoff. We <laughs> did get screwed out of the playoff. Um, we don't even need to get into uh, the Cincinnati-Michigan games because those games stunk on ice. Um, but we did talk a little college football throughout the year, uh, and Georgia was a big pick of ours. Nick and I jumped off the bandwagon at the last second, and if this was the Titanic, we would have sunk. Uh, Alex would be our Rose, and Quan, you would be there with him as Leonardo DiCaprio, except in this version, you survive. Um, two on two, Bama versus Georgia. What were some takeaways for you guys from that game, just from watching it, aside from maybe it was a little boring to start? And how does Georgia's win possibly parry or pertain to our program getting to that that level man I'll, I'll have to say it one like i said i it almost makes me wonder if the sec conspired to get two teams in there because the the team that showed up on monday versus what they saw in the um uh, the championship game was a total different team now you alabama also lost you know one receiver before and, and a receiver during the game that were huge for them. But Georgia was determined, man, that, that team, that defense was stupid good that night. And um, they're great storied quarterback and all that. It just, I think it was one of those years. I think it was one of those times that it was meant to be. And, you know, late touchdown that kind of sealed the deal was, I think, evidence to, uh, you know, what what happened so no, I was I was happy and let's be real. I actually love greatness. I love Tom Brady. A lot of people hate him and all that. But I don't, it's funny. I love greatness, but I'm kind of over Alabama. And so we all win when Alabama don't win a national championship, even if it's in the SEC. So that's where my head is for sure. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I don't think anyone would disagree with you about uh being happy that Bama lost. I mean, we're all sick and tired of seeing it over and over again, but I think one of the bigger things for me was, of course, we always talk about how Bama is such a plug and play team, right? Where if someone goes out, then the next man steps up and plays just as well. And it was obvious that they were hurting for weapons. I mean, Bryce Young had no one to throw to when he lost Jamison Williams. Uh, he had a freshman out there who really 
couldn't handle the Georgia defense and they had no answer for uh, the run. So, or, or to the counterpoint, the Georgia run defense, uh, they couldn't get anything done there. So they couldn't throw the ball to anybody and uh, that really hurt them there. Absolutely. What are you thinking, T? I mean, my biggest takeaway from that game outside of it being a really good game, a really, really satisfying game to watch as a, a college football fan especially in the second half, like you talked about, Josh, was just how much NFL talent was on that field. I mean, and, and how much that goes to show Kirby Smart's, you know, his comment earlier in the season really rings true. These guys are, uh, majority of them are destined to go to the league. They have been since they were a little kid. They were a high, you know, a high star prospect going into college. They're just phenomenal players. And Jameson Williams and John Mechie both were out. Those were both, two pending injuries. And I don't know how things are going to shake out in the draft, but without them being injured, they're two first round receivers. So just the fact that that's on their team alone is incredible. Adonai Mitchell on the other side has a fantastic catch, right? For a touchdown. I texted you guys when that happened. I was like, too bad. Texas doesn't have him. He's a Texas guy and he's playing for the Bulldogs. So, you know, that's the kind of thing that we're changing going forward, right? We had a, we had a fantastic recruiting class. That's, that's what excites me is looking at our program, looking at what the recruiting can yield if it's coached up to potential. Um, and I know that, you know, we want to see, we'll get into it later, but we're going to talk a little bit about Texas OU, uh, the basketball game that went down last night that Quan went to and our win, our rival that was coaching for OU is he just went to USC. So I, I'm expecting that we're going to see some version of a rematch of our, our ultimate rival Lincoln Riley against the horns and the USC Trojans at some point in the next five years. That's I'm just, I'm taking a stab. I in love the dark. that. I it. It's happening. You know, I'm here for that. I'm, I'm, I'm all here for the smoke and mirrors. I and think when and 20, also 2025 in three years, 20 year reunion of the 2005 game. Whoa. Yeah, that'd be poetic. I think as well. I mean, all hell's broke loose with the transfer portal. We've been saying it over and over again, and it even just got crazier within the last 48 hours with some of the Bama players, you know, going and also a TCU player as well. I mean, there's plenty of players out there that are continuing to hit the transfer portal. I think there's 650 players in the tra- in the portal right now. Ridiculous. And of course, you know, Lincoln Riley is going to scoop up some of them. I mean, Caleb Williams, I think it's a done deal that he goes to USC. I mean, he was at the Rams game the other yeah. day and I think it's it's just all too good to be true. I think he's he's got to be going to USC if that's the case. You think we're D Jack Hobbs locking in for twenty million rupees that Caleb Williams is going <laughs> to? Have we not done that reference on the show? I think that was we the definitely. First time. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, with Slumdog Millionaire, it's a reference we have on our other show. We've had it for like years. We throw it out sometimes. We'll just say D Jack if it's like an absolute lock. Uh, <laughs> shout out to the 2009 Oscar-winning movie Slumdog Millionaire. Oh yeah, no, it was a great movie, man. Like, <laughs> all my Indian, all my Indian brothers and sisters out there. Giant movie. Um, learn a lot about what's going on that way. Uh, man, you know, it's interesting. It, it takes me back to what you said about watching that game versus where we are and Kirby Smart's comment. I have better players. I'm still the same coach, but I have a lot better players. I um, I think that's where we got we have some work to do. Uh, we had a phenomenal offseason, honestly, which is crazy because we had a rough year. But we don't have that. You know, we, we don't have that. There's two folds. We have some guys that I think are going to play in the league. I think are going to do really well, but I'm not sure about a lot of them. We, we have, you know, there's that tier one crew 
Bijan, you know, the, the, the youngster, um, you know, a receiver and all that. Yeah. But then there's, there's some, there's, there's some folks I'm just not sure of yet. And that's not a question on what you saw in the national championship. You have, you're going to see those. And, and as, as much as even the Michigan Cincinnati game wasn't great, they actually have a lot of NFL players too, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and they got some guys that they're going to make plays. So that's where I, I know Sark addressed it. I, I do appreciate on so many levels. I know we're not there yet, but different than what I think I've seen in the past, he had a plan and I think they executed it phenomenally. I mean, we got linemen, we got linebackers, we got D-line. We got some late, you know, things uh, with our secondary. I think outside of maybe receiver, we got years. We got a quarterback uh, if he's the starter. But um, outside of receiver, which I know they're still going to address some of that, it's it was was really refreshing to see the staff with a plan, with a really good plan. And, and, And not just, this is the thing, not just as, the players, but he made a move with receivers coach. Um, I, I don't know Coleman very well, but I wasn't sure about keeping too many guys on, you know, Herman's staff. And then you fast forward to Drayden was a beast. You know, he's he has a great track record. Now he's a head coach. And then you get, a you know, the Cowboy. I'm not a Cowboys fan, but hell, I even know choice and just the, the workhorse he was young up and comer you stole them from usc um i just think man they're having for all the question marks we have and the gaps i feel like we sometimes are where we are dude he's been pretty damn good in this offseason mm-hmm. on what his plan is and and i feel like getting some improvements in coaching and players yeah you've touched upon it before q and just some guys like and nick please hit on it too just from guys like myself and Alex outside the locker room from a, co- from a collegiate level, how important the position coaches for you guys? Like what is, we have Bijan already in the mix. I saw a mock draft the other day that had him in the top 10, which awesome running back that doesn't happen anymore, but he's that caliber of player, you know, where he is a tier one guy that we know he's going to get drafted high and be productive, hopefully in the league. Um, but what does adding a guy like choice mean for us and, how does it really, how does like the position coach really benefit you? And how did it benefit you individually? And they're huge. Uh, Cause at the end of the day, there's two things. One athletes spend way more time with the conditioning coaches. I mean, that that's, you know, off season and all that, the rules alone just allows that. And, and you have, you know, as we call 5am workouts in, in, in the spring and then you have spring ball and all this stuff. And then outside of it, because the head coach has so much going on, especially at a place like UT that you're spending an insane amount of time with your position coach. You go to dinners with them, you go visit them at the house. Uh, if some goes wrong and knock on wood, hopefully it doesn't, you're probably calling that position coach first. And so there's so many different, you know, things about that. And so wh- why does choice and, and why does, you know, the new crew, um, a man from from Pitt. Well, they're young. They get it. They're fiery. They're up and coming. They, everything I've seen, I crack up because I, I just all I did was like a picture about you know our our new receivers coach. And, and I apologize because I'm getting old and I am not thinking of his name. But man, he hit me up. Oh, coach, coach Marion. Sorry. And and I mean, he hit me up in two seconds. I was like, hey man, they, they, the Twitter and social media stuff that. Drayden maybe wasn't very good at or Coleman or the other guys clearly with NIL and the rest of it, that crap matters. 
And these guys are beasts at it, and they grew up in that era. So those little things like that, they just connect what I feel like this generation of kids a lot better. Yeah, and for me as well, I mean, my position coach was the guy that I always texted. You know, we had group messages with the rest of our receivers, and I, I just feel like, you know, that is the the biggest mentor on the team for you in a sense. Like, you're taught, you're as close with him as possible. I mean, you're you're watching film with him every day. Um, you know, you're getting dinners like Quan said, and it's really valuable for a guy like Bijan who is going to have potential NFL, you know, career to have a coach that played the NFL for a number of years for the Cowboys to shard choice. And I think that's a great opportunity for him to learn from a former pro, you know, he's going to really look to him about questions in the league and, you know, questions just being in a locker room at the highest level. And it's probably, you know, helpful for Bijan's college experience as well. Cause if you were to parallel two two teams from college to pro, just as far as like what the limelight means, what the media represents when they're talking about Cowboys that, and Horns. Right there, right there with you. So, and and not to mention to Shard Choice was also a phenomenal running back in college at Georgia Tech, too. So don't want to take away from that experience that he had that he's able to um, you know, and and endow Bijan with with that knowledge as well. It's kind of like a twofold thing. I mean, I'm really excited about it. Um, he's an ultimate talent. I mean, people forget he was there. He was ahead of AP at OU and then he got hurt. And then AP obviously comes in and he's got to transfer um, yeah. the old, the old fashioned way. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think it's, again, like it's one of those things that's exciting to put those into place and you bring up the guys you see, we, we've talked about the guys you saw in Georgia, Walker, Wyatt, Davis, obviously on the line. Those are guys that are going to be first and second round picks, not like drafted, but like, top 50 picks across the board on the line. Even in Bama, obviously the game got away from Alabama, but they only let up 26 points, you know, defensively. So there's guys over there. And the offensive line, you know, against that crazy defense held their own too. So winning on the line is going to be massive for us. Yeah. And I'll say that we we alluded to earlier about start going out and getting all these linemen. The game for me that really made me think, wow, we really need to beef up this offensive line was the OU game. Casey had no time whatsoever. He was backing up every single play, just throwing off his back foot. And it was it was hard. And it was very evident that we needed to beef up the offensive line. And Sark went out and put a huge, huge precedent on offensive line this year. And hopefully we get one more um, in Devon Campbell um, and really just beef up that offensive line, which is great. Um, but you look to the draft this year, right? And we're just talking about how many NFL prospects there are on Georgia and Bama. Are there any guys on this Texas team that are going to get drafted next year? That's how far we are away from the Georgia and Bama this year. I mean, these guys have at least probably 10 players on each team that are going to get drafted early too. Like, well, and, not and even some of the guys that we thought that would get drafted, they're coming back. I mean, Overshone, I think Overshone is going to play in the league. I think he's going to get drafted one day, but his status and just where he is and what he want to do for the university of Texas too, which is kudos to him for that. Yep. But yeah, I mean, they're like, man, we need to go back and put some better film out there. We didn't have the best years. So that's a great question, Nick. I'm, I'm not, I'm not sure. And, and clearly you can make the league and be productive and not necessarily get it. However, per today's metrics that matters on every level, you know, and, and having those level players, um, like we said, we go back to Kirby, who's the new natty, you know, national championship, which is cool. It's the crazy piece about that is this. His quarterback is not one of those dudes. He, 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 he kind of did it in a cool way. He said, man, I got better players than freaking everybody, but he stuck with a guy that was a team guy that, that was a, that he believed in, in the quarterback. And by the way, who was 
the funniest, coolest, crack me up crap on that next morning interview. Oh, yeah. On the planet. I'm like, listen, why they set him up for that? Figure it out. Give the dude some time. Yeah. He he just went from rock star status. Give him some time. But again, he went with a guy. And and so many, how many of the national people are like, why hadn't he changed yet? Why didn't JT Daniels in? Why? And kudos for him having that hunch. That guy ended up, you know, doing exactly what he needed to do. The defense, of course, backed him up. And and then so I mean, you need I'm not the team players. I'm not surprised by that kid. Not at all. When you look oh, no. at when you look at the rest of the story, right? Like coming from a JUCO, growing up in Georgia, like that guy doesn't have something to prove. Like he's not going to put it all out there on the field and leave it out there every single game. Also, he's 23. Mm-hmm. He's a mat- he's a mature guy compared to some of these other guys that are 18 and 19. The guy right. that the guy that makes the pick and then runs it back. That guy's like he's 18 years old. Yeah, he was. Ringo, he's, a, he's, a, he's a freshman. He's a freak. That was unbelievable yeah. ath- ath- athleticism to jump up and and he then take it Texas. back and, and another guy Cur- should be in Texas. And yeah. Kirby yelling at him on the sideline and he's running by as he's running by. Oh, yeah, he's like, get, get down, down, get down. I'm like, nah, bro. He's going to the crib with it's a, it's a cornerback, bro. He's glory. Glory <laughs> yeah, first. Oh, yeah. I, you got to put it in perspective, though. This is Kirby's sixth year. He's made the national championship already and he had lost. So he had been there. And so I think that, you know, I mentioned USC. I mentioned us, um, you know, both seem to be we're, we're historic, historic college franchises that have had a rough past 10 years that need to turn it around and and push forward in a new direction. But this is Sark's second year. You know, there's there's a lot that we still have to do. And obviously, the recruiting class is part of it, but you got to start sending guys to the league if you want to continue that type of recruiting class. Um, and Georgia, in my opinion, is just a little bit further ahead. They're still can't say that they're at the Alabama level yet. Right. Um, but it is pretty cool that he <laughs> They just, they just, they just dethroned Bama. I'm, I'm just, I'm just talking about, I'm talking about in from a 10 year span. Yeah. But, yeah. No, for sure. But that's that, how you do it. You got, on that level. you got to beat the best to be the best. Right. right. And so they're right now they're right there. They're certainly in my mind as a school in a different category than, than us, USC and Michigan has taken a step up uh, in comparison to USC and us. They've gotten there once we got to get there first. We got to mm-hmm. get there. That, that experience is valuable from a coaching standpoint. Um, even if your guys are cycling in and out because they they can't be there except for four or five years, and if they're really really talented, they're only going to be there for three. Um, you you gotta you gotta get that experience. It's really valuable. So that's what I'm looking forward to going forward. I'm looking forward to that, and I know Sark had a great year in recruiting, and, and we're going to try to follow it up in February. But I, Nick, you touched on a couple of things that the amount of kids that won the Natty they were from the state of Texas. Well, I mean, go to Ohio State. The receiver. Catch three hundred plus. He's a state of Texas. I, it's amazing. He's an Austin kid, dude. All, so many freaking kids, and and a young man, I guess to, to to give them their due. Um, in this bowl season from our freaking state, that is that are on other teams and absolutely balling out. I think what we saw in this recruiting cycle from Stark and staff is holding a lot of those and i'll be real let's let's be there a little brother down the street did it pretty damn well too i mean that was so ridiculous. I, you see an a&m have the number one class in the country us in the top five us all keeping our texas kids in texas i think that's how we're going to get back to a playoff i think that's how we're going to get back to where we need to be because when we wanted in 05 believe me not only were we texas folks we were playing texas rap houston 
screwed, whatever that stuff Switch was called. <laughs> Chopped and screwed. I mean, we were, and we took an insane amount of pride in that. Coach Brown said it once we won. He's like, this was an indictment to, uh, or a testament to the Texas high school football and the coaches and all that. So I, I think w- w- I saw something. I think that's why everybody's insanely op- optimistic. Not to mention a Lincoln Riley's, an insane portal crazy. OU's going to be in a world of hurt. Um, they, for, they, not, they lost Mario you know, Williams. Looking forward, but we should be in a pretty good position starting next season. Probably should be picked to win the Big Twelve, which would maybe also put us in the in. Let's in go, the baby! Conversation. I'm I'm down for it all. Big Twelve from the table, the whole shebang. <laughs> so I was like, here we go. Now we speak in my language. <laughs> uh, we look. OU's lost Mario Williams, a top recruit receiver for them. He may go to USC, but he was seen in Austin. You know, so he we're checking him out as well. I think that'd be a big one. Dude, he was in Austin. One of their their top DB was in Austin. Listen, they this is uh, listen. I, I I got recruited by Venables. I actually think he's a really good dude and all of that. But um, bro, he's three years from getting making up for what just happened to them this year. In my opinion, it's gonna be a struggle bus. Mm-hmm. They're blue blood, but to make up for the amount of transfers, losing not just one but two five star quarterbacks. Uh, but I mean, just they lost so much. That I think is going to be a few years. Iowa State lost a lot. They, we, we all know how I felt about Purdy. So he, when I say lost a lot, he's not that part. He's not a part of that. But uh, they did lose a bunch of, you know, veteran players. Baylor won the Big Twelve, which is so crazy. Kudos, Aranda. But they had arguably the most veteran team, and so you got all these teams. TCU lost their head coach. Are you kidding me? It is set up for Texas for twenty twenty two. And we need to make it happen. I'm starting to pray again. I'll say that. Speaking of speaking of their head coach, I mean, it seems like he's going to be a long one within the next couple of weeks. Well, his wife is, so maybe she's nudging him a little bit. Yeah. Well, did you guys see the the athletic program put out a job application or uh, a job posting for special assistant to head coach, and like the qualifications just fit him perfectly? So it's pretty. <laughs> I, we need him. Um, have a little history. We need them. Like we need all the defensive help we can get. It's not about I. It's about we. You know, I we were with Ike Taylor, uh, who's a great Pittsburgh Steeler today on a call, and he threw that out when they won. He's like, that's what girl whole mentality in the locker room, and it kind of goes to the coaching staff as well. I mean, we could, we speak a lot about the players, um, but like having Gary in there, you know, shouldn't infringe on PK. Like it should just be an added bonus that we get a good another another good defensive mind in there because we clearly need help defensively. We put up the most points in the Big Twelve. We say it all the time, and lost seven games. So I totally agree. But what about another thought? Go for it. Because I, I was thinking about this listening to the radio, and I agree. And I think every you know the synergistic perspective of coaching and help and Patterson clearly has been a very successful coach, especially on the defensive side. But if I'm PK, you're kind of in a tough spot here because you're that dude. You bring special assistant on. It wasn't a very good year on the defensive side of ball. If you don't do well, you have him hovering over you. If you do do well, his ass is going to get a piece of the credit. So it's like, that's a tough spot to be in, man. Mm-hmm. I like that. I, we It's about we. You're still in a good spot. Who cares if you win the Big 12? But egos, man. I know a lot of coaches, and I, ego does sometime uh, come into play. But that, that's a tough spot to be in, if I'm being honest. 
Yeah, no, oh, I mean, might, sure. it's not going to be easy. A lot easy. of pressure. Yeah, not going to be easy. No one wants someone waiting in the wings. That's wicked uncomfortable. But, like, we can't say no yeah, to Yeah, next man up, though, right? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, hopefully, no, no next man up. They're going to ball out. Yeah. GP is going to be chill. If he comes, he's going to be chill, you know, kind of doing his thing, being special assistant coach, whatever it may be. PK is going to keep learning more about the Big 12. We're, we got a few recruits and some people staying, so maybe it, it, it corrects itself. And we're, us on our podcast, we're going to give him his love so he don't feel insecure about having GP hovering over him. PK stands well, stand like gives him 50 points. <laughs> but, but in the ideal situation, like you mentioned, the Horns win the Big 12. Everyone's impressed with the defense, and both of them go- – have the opportunity to go get HC jobs. We're using a lot of acronyms. So there you go. Nice. I like that. Oh no, man. Don't be getting rid of our coaches yet. Well, we- that's <laughs> Hey, Kirby smart just went and, and beat Nick Saban. He was on his staff. So it, it that's what happens it, as, as long as they're a part of that tree, that Sarkeesian tree, um, which actually sounds like it could be some Pacific Northwest tree. Then we're in the right spot. It does sound like it'd be like in the redwoods, like a, like a spinoff over there. Um, yeah. We've mentioned OU, Quan, you were at the OU game last night. When we were there as students, you know, basketball fans, a big issue our basketball program had, even when we were good, we had a tough time packing that place. The fan base was weak sauce at basketball games, to say the least, uh, when we were there. And that's including me, who was in the stand shirtless a lot of the times. And <laughs> sorry. Uh, and the team was kind of always the mentality that I felt like our team under the last regime, the offense was so stagnant, a lot of force threes, a lot of, you know, run down the clock. No one's really moving without the ball. Uh, everyone's behind the arc. We got one guy in the middle and we just choke up. We just chuck up a three at any point with Ramey or, 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 or AJ, but not a lot of four shots, a lot of movement out of this team. It's a veteran group. Um, a lot of new guys coming in, a lot of transfers, but I'd love to hear about the environment at the OU game. Big win. Dude, for, you know, a random Tuesday, I, I the, the drum is so hard to feel. It's 16 freaking thousand seats. Yeah. But I guarantee you for a random Tuesday, there was eight, nine thousand. Wow. And so ultimately when the Moody Center comes and it's around that number, the place is going to be sold out. It's going to be crazy. And so I think the energy was great. Clearly, it helps when you, you jump on them like that. Um, what's cool, I'll tell you, I have a few takeaways. What, what was cool is to me is how in tune, you know, Coach Ogden, uh, you know, Coach Beard, dude, they don't play. They, they're sitting there and they're intense and they're coaching. They're like, listen, we just had three or four stops on a row on defense that created fast breaks that did all. He will turn around mid-coaching and be like, crowd, let's freaking go. And it was really cool because I, I wasn't too far behind their bench. And just to see, I, I found myself watching the game, but I found myself just watching him. And, and, and I, I hear him locally on the radio and he's super intense, but he gets it. I mean, he really, truly gets it. Um, you see culturally what he's left behind at Tech. Do they just beat Kansas and Baylor back to back? You know, I'm sure that kudos to the new coach, but ultimately that culture was changed by what Coach Beard and his staff did. And so I'm looking forward to that, man. Defensively, holy cow. I mean, you saw Rain Rainey before was 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 he Rainey, he was he was 
hey, give me, I'm going to the corner. That's all I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. But I think he had like four steals last night. Mm-hmm. Wow. You know, freaking, it, it was Andrew Jones balled out, had I think 24. No, like but that was their great level to see. of defense is crazy because you talk about back in the day, kind of defense, whatever, just, hey, didn't really have a, you know, going back to Sark having a plan. It was so cool to see. It, it's just a different, it, listen, personally, I always separate the person at the job and the people. Shaka was honestly one of my favorite people. I think he's a really good dude. But at the job, it didn't necessarily work out, clearly, because there's a new move. What I see at the job for Coach Beard is this dude is intense. His entire staff is. They're they're, they're freaking absolutely. Their attention to detail is phenomenal. And even the players' look and confidence level is just, just, if I'm being honest, it is. It was my first game this year, and it was just different. It's a good game yes. to go to. Yeah. Oklahoma was 12 and three. Yeah. It's not like there's some scrubs. Like the Big 12 is stupid good this year. And every year they beat the brakes off of them. But yeah. that's the thing about the Big 12 is like it's all the ACC always gets the love. And honestly, the Big 10 gets the love. The Big 12, Baylor just. Oh, we all we thing. always put up people. I mean, every 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 year we're putting up draft prospects and every year we're putting up multiple teams in the tournament. Yeah. I mean, I think I, I was. It's exciting to see, again, there's a lot of transfer guys in there, but Bishop's a guy who's played a lot of college basketball. Dylan DeSue is coming back from injury. A big thing we didn't have against Gonzaga was size. Yeah, well, DeSue was out, so... Yeah, and it's so hard. now we have him back next. But he said it too. Is like he's. We, we, I was watching an interview that he like sometimes during a timeout to play a Longhorn Network interview they do, and DeSue was saying that a big reason, aside from growing up and being a Longhorn fan his whole life, that he came to Texas was Beard's message that he wants to win right away. He was tired of losing at Vanderbilt, and he wanted to go to a place where he can win. And Beard was like, this is not a rebuilding year. This is a retool and win year. Because right. we have, like, AJ1 is like, AJ1, his story is, like, out of this world, unfathomable, unbelievable. But now that he's back, we really have been waiting for him to have that breakout game again and be back back. And that was that last night or the other night. And yeah. it's great to see him do that. Couple, well, I think, yeah, yeah. Go for it. A couple of things for, for me, just, just watching the game. I think that was the most complete game that we've played all season, um, you know, defensively and offensively. I mean, they clicked yeah. all together. But one of the things that really resonated with me was, was Beard actually came out and said in a press conference that he gives so much credit to the fans, right? Not for just filling the seats, but for having the energy too. And they, they, he feels like it's a big part of how this identity of the season is going. You look on social media for the Texas basketball program and they're always like calling out random fans like, Hey, like we want to find this super loud fan uh, to get him into the program. Or like, we want to find this guy with the Hawaiian shirt. Like let's get him in and have him watch a, a film session with us like they're doing a lot of fun things to get the students involved like that one game they played at greg where it was only students that was amazing that was so cool uh but it's really awesome just to see him get that culture change in here uh it's something that we really needed i mean the energy is is prime right now and as i was watching the telecast as well the uh, commentators were saying he's like wow this is a packed place we feel like it's madison square garden right now i mean we got all the the superstars in the building he was referring to all of like the the nfl players that were sitting in attendance right they were showing jeff coat and they were showing a bunch of other players that had come come to the program like it just means a lot when like everyone who is the longhorn is behind it yeah yeah well Uh, it's coach go ahead toss no i was just gonna say you having a plan like you mentioned before is something 
that you have to have as a college coach coming into a program like Texas. It's clearly something that Beard has been focusing on. From a minute standpoint, we really had a tight rotation. There were there were nine guys that played, but it was a seven man rotation. Mm-hmm. Um, Trey Mitchell and Brock Cunningham really weren't in it, and it's it's similar to how NBA coaches do it, where in the first half of the season they're really liberal with the minutes that they give to some of the younger guys, giving them an opportunity. But when it comes down to crunch time at the end of the season, when you're playing for playoff seating, um, you really have to know who your five to close the game with are and who the, you know, six, seven and eight guys off the bench are who are getting extra minutes and what their role is. And I think that that's the same thing. It just happens earlier in college basketball, because once you get into big 12 play, then you're, you're playing for your life. You're playing Every for the counts. season. Every yeah. game counts. And I, that's what's most impactful to me from watching this game is just how focused he is. He's already made the decisions who our guys are, what our rotation is, and he knows what to do with our team. And then you talk about guys like Ramey and AJ who were our best players in past. You didn't necessarily want them taking a shot at the end of, at the, end of the shot clock, right? Like creating a play. But Marcus Carr did that like six times last night where it was the end of a possession and any person watching is like, Oh, that's a bad shot. But then it goes in and that's the type of player that he is. So you have to bring those caliber high caliber basketball players who will end up in the league on your team as well. And then look what it does for AJ and Ramey who both had fantastic games yesterday. Yeah. Cars a 20 point per game score at Minnesota. That's big 10 basketball. I mean, I know I just said Big 12 is better, but that's that ain't no slouch. It's, it's, it's legit. Well, it's still a powerful conference. Oh, and, yeah, major, major. And, and I do think Big 12 is better, but th- that's, again, no slouch at all. And, again, Carr, I mean, it, it that was a cool – I mean, you look at so many – but I, I can't stop. What, it started with the defense. I have I went to lots and lots of games in the last few years. You just don't see that level of intensity. You, you, we didn't see it. Like, it is – hardcore and it leads to fast break it leads to open shots for aj for you know ramey for car for whomever what's my man i love him and the role he plays um golly he used to be a walk-on but he's not anymore Rod cunningham cunningham man he's i love watching him because we're gonna get him crazy about it all and this is a testament to him it looked like we have five cunninghams out there their level of intensity, their level of energy, and he's always had it. Um, and it was funny because he's such a good story, too. And everybody, every time he tests the ball, the whole freaking gym's like, shoot it. Yeah. They want him to <laughs> score. And that's kudos to him, man, because those little things like that is what culturally, which going back to what Coach Beard is trying to change culturally, that's it's it's cool and it's cool to see that evolution. So Man, it was it was fun to watch. It's easy to say that when you win on that level, to your point, Toss, that was the most complete game because the game before then we played like crap versus Oki State. Yeah, that but was tough to see one. that bounce back, there was times where That's you it. see bounce back three, four, five, six games. You're like, are they ever gonna get out of this? Oh, not only did they get out of it, it was next game, they beat the hell out of a 12 and three Oklahoma team. And it was fun to watch. Yeah. I mean, that's what you need at the start of conference play, right? I mean, we've only had a couple of games down and we've looked pretty good for the most part, uh, but we've got some really tough opponents coming up, right? Iowa state on Saturday. That's a really big, big matchup for us, both ranked. Um, and you just want to continue to ride the hot hand and, and continue to ride the wave too. Cause this it's only going to get tougher from here. 
I heard Purdy walked on to Iowa State, and he's now in the rotation for basketball. Quan, <laughs> get ready to watch that one. Uh, ready to see some air balls. Yeah. <laughs> I love the, hey, I love damn, the sure vendetta. I love the vendetta. Oh, again. Who have fun with that one? Um, hopefully, hopefully oh, gets more air on his. So hopefully, more. Him. He had a good career, but good lord. Yeah. Hopefully, more air on his shot than on his uh, long yeah. ball. Yeah. Well, and he didn't even represent the Big Twelve. Did pretty damn good in bowl season. Who lost? Iowa State. Oh yeah. God, he he looked horrible in that he game. He looked too. so bad that game. I, I feel like, you got to feel bad for the kid in. though. You got to feel bad for him. Like that's his last game as a Cyclone, and like he had to go out like that. I can't feel bad anymore for him because Quan. I find the Quan Vendetta so funny that every time he sucks, Dude, I laugh. <laughs> listen, are you kidding me? Feel bad for him? Like listen, you don't. I know a lot of cats I play with that people don't feel bad for. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I I'm thankful that. Our coach, who, you know, the situation happened with the interception or lack thereof, people have gotten over that. But he got hammered for a long time. And he said it only made him stronger. So they were honest about the situation. So I hope he gets an opportunity. But, man. Yeah. On a light note, our Texas basketball team rocks. Again, like Chris Beard's bread and butter. That tech was defense. Virginia won on defense. I mean, we've seen Villanova teams in the past offensively, but Baylor, Davion Mitchell was a top 10 pick and is doing well in the NBA because he's a defensive stalwart. In college basketball, you want to win, you got to get stops. So the fact that we were able to do that and bounce back, like you said, Q, uh, after the OK State game and Nick and Doss saying it was a complete game is exactly what we want to see. But Iowa State is like, can you continue to ride the wave and go in there and, and, and take care of business? I'm excited to recap that one. And, you know, like we saw it, the Braves won. I know it's not college, but Georgia wins in, in sports and in, in cities when it rains, it pours. So we get a win in basketball here. And like a lot of other programs do well, but it's, you know, college sports, really basketball and football is like the main pedigree stage. If you get a win there, it's going to bleed into ba- baseball team will capitalize. You know, they oh, will. Well, well, baseball is already probably gonna be preseason number one. Exactly. Number one, baby. Coach Pierce's dude. They have some dogs, a couple mm-hmm. of rotation things they'll work on, but we're going to be pretty good in that department. Yeah, bleeds in that bleeds into our hope of winning the Big well, 12. I mean, we talked on our other podcast with Herb Jones, who went to Alabama, and played basketball there. And we asked him, like, hey, man, you went to a football school, right, where they're just constantly winning championships. Like, as a basketball player, you feel like you want to win, right? He goes, oh, yeah, 100 percent. Like, mm-hmm. I get jealous sometimes, a little envious that those guys are always winning natties. And like, you know, we're playing our butts off here, but it, we're still, you know, a little bit a step behind and it bleeds into that. So. We'll see if we can get some good juju going on with the basketball team into the baseball team into the ladies sports as well. And then hopefully into football. And I'm sure Tosh really wants the Cowboys to win it all. So I'll take that. If that means Texas, you know, bring being back to national championship status. Uh, when the, <laughs> the Patriots get knocked out, we can go, we can go Cowboys. Uh, y'all are, on a, y'all are uh, in a different conference. Who, what are you talking about the Patriots for? He just mentioned the Cowboys. We're in the NFC. Let us do our thing on that side. Y'all do your thing on Dude, your I side. I can't wait. Hey, what a hey, I cannot wait to this weekend of football. It's gonna be pretty badass. Oh, yeah. yeah. This is a great, great NFL weekend. I'll send yeah. you a selfie quant of like what I wear to like the big Patriots game. It's like a Patriots poncho that I bought in Puerto Vallarta, <laughs> Mexico. It's ridiculous. Dude, uh, I do want to see that. <laughs> it is gonna be a phenomenal playoff weekend. But let's be real. I was pretty skeptical about the week. I guess was 18 at this point, 17 or whatever. Mm. Dude, it was great games. Play to get in, win or lose. Let, let's be oh uh, hey. Oh, I'm I'm a Chargers fan. So I was I about the, to say, Nick, I'm so sorry about your Chargers, dude. I was pulling for the tie. 
which I absolutely loathe ties. And I was like, you know what? This is rare, be crazy, cool, right? once in a lifetime. I was pulling for the tie. But yeah. again, at the same time, that game was awesome. The Pittsburgh game was awesome. There were so many good games. And 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 it, it just so I am I'm a 17 game guy now because it was just it, it meant so much. So many games matter. So free for, football, baby. Free football. Yeah. That's that's how you got to look at it. And look, look, no major injuries. It's like that was my only reservation. It's like I don't want guys to get hurt going into the playoffs. Well, That'd be a bummer. We had one major injury in Longhorn. Prayers up for Quandre oh, Diggs. Yeah, Jesus, how can I? Hey, Q Diggs, man. Prayers up. And and that's the crazy thing because, you know, they had they, they weren't going to the playoffs, but that's who he is. I hope they respect and honor him playing that game, trying to bust his butt. And um, as he said, he's a spiritual man. And he said, God's plan will work itself out. And I really think it will because that the, the guy is just a workhorse. He's a beast. Um, one of my favorite, you know, players and people. And so, yeah, good call on that. But yeah, I forgot. I think it'd be fine. Yeah. I, he they said four to five months on him and he's, we all know he's been nasty in the NFL. So I think, they'll hopefully reward him and he'll continue to man something back there. Cause I think that Seahawks team like actually has potential and they shouldn't blow it up, but yeah, some but great no, games. You're right. Great games. And if you guys want to play some money, you know where to go bet online. Oh, tell them Nick, get <laughs> there. Right. The right. Who doesn't want Quand- to bet online.aj Quand- Do you have any, uh, just for this upcoming weekend for the fans out there, any, any hot takes about anything that's going to happen in these NFL playoff games? And if it's the Cowboys losing, it's okay. I'm I'm here for your your hot take. I'll, Dude, I'll disagree. I, I was talking earlier. I was it, like, but- I was like, damn, I do not want to be the team playing. San Fran is just so unpredictable and it's crazy. So I just, but at the same time, I don't know what we're gonna get in Dak. You know, one day I'm yeah. like, hey, we're gonna ball out and he's gonna go throw for 400, and then the next one he's gonna hey, go for 190. Chris, so. Chris Beard mentality. Let's not put the game in Dak's hands. Demarcus Lawrence, Michael yeah, Parsons. You're exactly right. Go attack Jimmy G and make him yeah. make plays. Because Jimmy G will throw you the ball at least a couple of times. Well, that guy, I, all, all credit to that guy. I don't know how he even played last game. His injury yeah. on his hand is ridiculous. The fact that he was able to play that well, win them the game, get them to the playoffs is incredibly impressive. But he's vulnerable. So yeah, go well, for, they, go they for that to, throwing hand. They had to let Debo throw a touchdown there. So, I mean. Yeah, we have. We'll talk about NFL more. We'll do get a little NFL recap because we talk about whatever here. We definitely, Quan. I definitely in the next show want to hear your just thoughts as a receiver on on Debo Samuel because you were you know returning. Oh, I love watching him. And he's like, he, he remi- he's, he's like an Antoine Bolden two man. They put that cat in Swiss back. Army knife too. Just it's just so fun to watch. So <laughs> I, I hey, good luck to you boys. Good luck to your boys. I, I have no dog in a fight, so I just talk crap about all the rest of them. Go but Patriots, I am baby. looking forward to a great weekend. Sorry, Nick. Y'all didn't quite get there, but it is a it promise. Is. It's a promise. Yep. Shout, it is, it is. shout out to all the Texas guys playing in the playoffs. We're yes. Big shout Hook out. Hook them. And we'll rock and roll. I will say that leave you with on our last show, Quan. Nick was like, yeah. You know, we're talking about he's like, I'm just used to like losing and like, like <laughs> lose. he's like, I'm just used to losing and like, you know, all the time. And then we like had a pause and we're like, like, like really concerned. Then he goes in sports. I was like, oh, like, okay. Like, well, well, I mean, it's really quickly. It was so, so like, it was like, the, the, the teams I support are the Chargers, the Padres, the Clippers, and of course the Longhorns. Oh, so it's been a tough go about. Yeah. Don't worry though. I support all Boston teams. And that's why me and Nick are boys. Cause I went for two people. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, kudos to you for not being a drunken mess for all the name, the list you just gave. Oh, us I've been, I've been a drunken support. mess a couple of times. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah. Speaking of drunken mess. Always good times, gents. We're going to go hit the Wednesday evening. Enjoy your Thursday. Enjoy your weekend. Uh, fans out there, I'm Joshua Fisher. That was Alexander Tosopoulos, Nicholas Snacks, Crider, and the Quan Cosby. We're back, baby. Get your horns up. Horns up, baby. Next time. 2022. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.